name we do pray. Amen. 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 So, I guess you already know Marie speaking. <laughs> For those that weren't here Wednesday, but, uh, you know, I had a baby dedication to do today, and I was debating whether or not I should still minister, because, you know, I, I still minister with, on the Holy Spirit, so that's it. So, but, you know what, I said, you know what, let Marie go. Amen. Right? You know, because you know, part of my job, even as, as a pastor, is not just to teach you, but it's to help you all, you know, to get up here and minister the word. Amen. Right? So, Joan, your time may be coming too. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 You know, we, you know, <laughs> Marie's a little fireball. prayer walks, and uh, she's always stopping people, and I'm like, who is she talking to now? <laughs> but you know. share this with her, but before I even met Marie, my wife showed me a picture, and I think it might have been with Ricardo's uh, luncheon or retirement luncheon, yeah. The Holy Spirit talked to me, she's coming, she's going to join the church, yeah. <laughs> so the night when you said, that night when you said it, I, you know, I knew and I told, I, I don't even think I told Marsha beforehand, but I told her like weeks later, I think. But, you know, God knows what he's doing. Amen. You know, God Jesus. puts the pieces of the puzzle together. Yes, he does. You know, um, so in areas where we, he brings other people with, they're stronger, right? Amen. And, you know, we're all, it's, you know, we're all part of New Life Kingdom Builders, but it's God's kingdom. Yes. It's God's kingdom. Yes. So everywhere we go, you know, we um, we honor God. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the message. I know Amen. God is going to use her. <laughs> Amen. So uh, let's welcome our sister, Miss Then in the second time, he says, in the image of God, 
renamed himself. He created him. Why him? The third time, he says, male and female. He created them. Now, I, I thought, Lord, this is so interesting. You're the, the words that you use during the time of creation. And we're going to go back, so keep your finger on the Genesis uh, 1.26, because near the end, we're going to go back and go over something that he revealed to me today. I've never seen it before, and I don't know, maybe you have, but it was very enlightening. So it should be clear from, the, from at this point right now, Whose we are? Who are you? Who, whose are you? You're who created you. You're God's. Okay? There is no, no question. Normally anyone who creates something in the world that makes a difference, that brings about change, they patent that thing, that item, and they make it theirs. Well, He makes, he tells us over and over again about how much he loves us, how much he will do for us, but there are things that we have to do. We cannot just, I mean, this is not just all God, though God is not in it alone. We have partners, because in Genesis, he mentions in plural form, but us, and then our. So who are God's partners in creating the creation of heaven and earth and mankind? I thought that was pretty amazing. I'm like going, wow, God, do you need help? Who's his helpers? In Jeremiah 21, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God is making plans for us before there is even a us. He was talking in Jeremiah's time, but we know that he is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. So he is actually right now talking to the ones that aren't even born yet, Amen. to the ones that we will never know or see. But he is talking to us right now, today. Those that are in this room, those who will view this later, he's talking to us. He has a plan for us. But he just doesn't have that plan for us. His helpers have that plan for us, too. Who are his helpers? Now, Jesus speaks in John 16, 13. And this is during his last supper with his um, his crew, his apostles, those that he hung the light with. You know, and he's having when you get together with people that you know, that you that you can be real with, you just open up. You talk a different language, your body language is different, your your speech, your tone of voice is different. So he's with his group. And he's telling them about what's to come. He's telling them about the fact that he 
with them much longer. And they were having a really hard time understanding what he was talking about because they are they are not the God of yesterday, today, and forever. He, they don't know the future. That's privileged to just three. Hmm. Well, gave away a little bit of who God's helpers might be, but it's privileged to three. And in John 16, 12, 13, Jesus says, I have much more to say to you more than you can know now there, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Spirit of truth. Oh, I'm sure that set their head spinning because they're thinking, what is he talking about? And who's coming? And why is he coming? Little did they know that he was introducing them to one of the partners in creation, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit soon will be coming, but he can't come before Jesus departs. He would be coming out of order if he did that. So he's probably be spoke about right now, okay, that the Holy Spirit is coming. And God tells us that when he comes, that Spirit that brings truth, he's going to be great in things. Because he is going to not just have the help of one, but he is going to have the help of three. So we're going to find out about all three. In Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. Is a little bit more, is a little more insight to the Holy Spirit, to what's to come, to what's, what's being expected. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your, your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to flow, to follow my decree, and be careful to keep my laws. Now, this is being spoken in Ezekiel. And if you noticed, John is in the New Testament, Ezekiel is in the Old Testament. So, did the Holy Spirit really exist in the Old Testament? Because he didn't come until Jesus was died on the cross and was crucified. Here in the beginning, then surely he can be here during the Old Testament time. He was just here, he had, he had a different position. He could not be the greater one until the great one came along and us. So he has a different position in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, he, the Holy Spirit, comes on us, came on those who he anointed the men, the women, the, the situations, the wars, anything that took place in the Old Testament that was mightier than the individual that God was using in person, the Holy Spirit fell on them. But like most things that fall on us, when their purpose is over, it was lifted. The Holy Spirit lifted. He left. He left the scene. And things were as they were. 
but when you needed to be called upon again, God knew who he could trust, which one of the three that he could trust the Holy Spirit to come in and do the work in man's heart and on man's behalf so that he could advance us to where we are today. In John 14, 15, 16, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. Another counselor. That is the name, counselor, of the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, you can identify the Holy Spirit by such names as counselor, advocate, comforter, intercessor, strengthener, and standby. So when you see that, you know that the Holy Spirit is at work on behalf of those that are, are were living in the past. But the Holy Spirit is at work for us today because he is the greater one. He came in the place of time. Okay? Jesus had to die for the Holy Spirit to come so that we can have him in the capacity we have him today. Because he doesn't just exist. He's taken residence. He has taken residence up in here. Okay? Up in here. Inside of here. He's not out there just floating around waiting for someone to say, okay, I need you right now. You need to fall on this, this king. You need to take care of this situation. He is up in here. Okay? And so wherever... We go as Christians, and that's what ignites the Holy Spirit, is being a follower of Christ, Christ's likeness, being a Christian, accepting him as your Lord and Savior, knowing that he is and has, will always be the Son of God who was born, suffered, died, was crucified for our sins, for our salvation. By knowing that and, know, and accepting that, you accept the Holy Spirit, the greater one, in you. That is so important. That is so important. It's such a, a it is like the main ingredient when you're when, when you're making a recipe. You know, you don't want to leave out those eggs. You know, the, it's not going to rise. You're not going. Your, your cake won't rise if there's no eggs there. You know, your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an important ingredient. Knowing when He comes into us is an important ingredient because. We have to accept that. We have to ask him. We have to believe that Jesus Christ is who he is and that he is the Son of God. Without all those components, then the Holy Spirit is not activated inside of us. He cannot do his work. He lives there. He's waiting for you to say, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe who he is. And it's like, I know he died for my do that, you've given him just the privilege to just come into your life and just turn your world upside down. He helps you, he helps me to, to, to be a defender of the enemy. I mean, who doesn't need some extra armor and some extra help when it comes to Satan himself? When he's got his arrows out, when he's out there trying to mess up our lives, to try to divert us from the path that God has us in, it's amazing that 
the Holy Spirit steps in and he makes the wrong right. And he can't do that if we do not do our part by accepting God and accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. Oh, well, my bad. I just said all three. Okay, Father, God, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Those are the three that were there during the creation of the world. All three of them working together in perfect unity to create the most amazing thing ever created, this, this world that houses us, so that we can go about doing God's business. But the only reason that that's even possible, you see, God knew about the fall of man. God knew about the sin, that man would sin, and that he would fall short. That's why he had all he has all this in plan, all this in place for us, so that we won't miss a beat. We we won't miss a beat as long as we are consoling him, as long as we are in his word, as long as we are are chasing after him. We're not going to miss a beat here. God has us in the palm of his hand. He is he is the creator of heaven and earth. Everything, everything. Who are we to second second guess our Creator? Who are we? So, I gave away the secret on Genesis 1.26 when it says, God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So we are not just a representation of who Christ is, those and, and as Pastor has said before, those pictures that people put on the wall that emulate what God or Jesus looks like, there should be three. Because we are a, we are three in one. All three dwell in us. I mean, we are a powerhouse. Even if we were sitting all by ourselves, we still would take a, up a row of four. I mean, you know, we are a powerhouse here. And so God, Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit in us, lives in us, is willing to go out and do battle for us. All we have to do is be about his business. And because we are living in a fallen world, and God knew that from the beginning that this was going to happen, he gave us a job, and that job is a great commission, to go out and to save the lost. Without the sin of man, the great commission would never be necessary. I mean, we would still be living in Eden. I mean, we would just you would be living in, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful place where there was no sin. But flesh, sin, we are living in a sinful world. We're living in a situation that we need our Savior. And we need all three, not just one. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit come into our hearts, just like the songs we sung today, and, and to be present, because he is in this place. He is inside of you. The Holy Spirit brings about rebirth. It's believing God will forgive uh, forgive you uh, and, uh, for anything. He will bring about repentance for anything wrongdoing. He regenerates when we hear God's truth and know we have to have faith. Faith is the evidence of something not seen. 
are kind of tough. You know, you get serious about like the the way things are in the world. People think you're kind of crazy when you start believing in things you don't see. Okay, so they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what you're on or what you. Oh, I'm on the Holy Ghost train. That's, That's what right. I'm on. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got an extra dose of the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> so God is good. God is amazing. It's like He knew that we would need faith, something that we can't see. But it would not work really well without a partner, and that's the Holy Ghost. Because we see him working all the time in our lives. He's always, I mean, have you have you had situations that happen, like maybe you're riding down the road and you wanted to get that gas, but you kept on getting, you know, right, I mean, railroaded here, railroaded there, going somewhere else, and not getting the gas that you needed. And all of a sudden, the next thing you see is this light that comes on your dashboard. You know, the Holy Ghost is so good that when that happens, you're probably right there at a gas station. You know, and you don't, and it's like you're you're like coming up on that gas station. And you're like, praise God, I'm getting ready. But you're so in the moment that you may not take the t- time to praise God for something so small. But it's like those little things. Those little things, you know, can spoil your whole day, can just ruin things for us. But the Holy Ghost, he is the faith that we have in God's promises. Knowing that the Holy Spirit dwells in the New Testament when we accept Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. So let us always remember that the Holy Ghost... Is not does not want to be a bystander in our life. He doesn't just want us to like just put him nicely to the side and just go about our business and we'll take care of it ourselves. My daughter had uh, uh, when she was growing up, that was her favorite saying. I'd say, Heather, let Mama help you. No, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Mama, uh, Heather, let Mama let, let Mama help you. Nope, I'll do it myself. Well, as children of God, how often do we find ourselves telling God and telling Jesus and telling the Holy Ghost, you know what, I'll do it myself. That's good. I'll do it myself. Instead of relying on the power of three. The power of three. Three in one. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it is so amazing what we just put on a shelf. What we just what we what we put away and or we have like you know those um, those shelves that have all your little ornaments and everything on knickknack shelves and everything you got all you got your precious things there and you just put God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit on that shelf and you dust them off every so often that looks so pretty right there but you know what they really want to be working in you they want to be working about your business they care about whether or not if you are a student and you have a paper due, they care. They, they want to help you get your paper done on time and, and done with excellence because he is a God of excellence. Okay? We serve a God of excellence. We also, he also cares about the mother that's at home with those little ones and doesn't get out. She, he cares about how those little ones are being raised and how the mother is taking care of He cares and he has provisions for her. He cares about the workers in the field. He cares about them. He wants them to be able to do their job with excellence unto him, being a light and being that 
and, and we're to, for the Great Commission, we're to go out and, and we're to commission and speak of and be the light of Christ in a lost world. You know, that is what we're supposed Amen. to do. We're supposed to be bringing those who are, who are dying in, in their faith. They could be taking up a seat every Sunday on somewhere, but because they are not practicing using the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and they got them on the shelf somewhere, they're not opening up their Bible. They just blow it all, the dust off every so often, you know. It's like they're dying, and they need us. They need the body of Christ to be that light for them. He cares about them. He cares so much that he, he continually goes out, and he wants to, to, he doesn't want to leave one stone unturned. His word tells us that he just continually will go out and he will chase after every single lost person, no matter who they are. Because it's not who they are, it's whose they are. They are his children. And would we not do that for our own children? Would we not chase after our own children? We saw them running into the street and stop them from the danger that's about to happen. Would we not... Tell our children to beware if we see that something is not right with the people they're hanging around, the things that they're doing, how they're spending their time. Would we, would, would we not, for our own children, pull them back and have that gentle talk with them? God, we are God's children. Whose we are. Amen. We are His. Right. And He wants to commune with us. And He wants us to have an ear and hear. So, in Philippians 2.12, after we do everything, and I mean everything that God has put into your heart to do, you have to know that it's not up to you on whether or not the person or persons that you have encountered in your lifetime makes the right decision to choose God. It's not your, it's, it's not for you. Don't take that burden. You were not meant to take that burden. You were only meant to go out there and be the light and share the good news to others. And in Philippians 2.12, in closing, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You've given the people in your lives that you are currently attached to everything that you know to give them. And it is up to them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But the job we have, it never goes away, but we have to continually pray. Amen. Continually pray for those who are lost. Pray for those who are making wrong decisions. Pray for doors to open. For Pray. Whatever it is that God places in your heart, we have to pray yes. unceasingly and always. Whose you are, and then come and eat, and then come back and let me know.
Amen.
met the governor's wife, you know, you know, my wife was telling me how, okay, you know, let, let's go here. The Lord's saying go here. And then lo and behold, the Lord takes them right to the governor's wife. Right? But that's the Holy Spirit. They wouldn't have known that, right, out of their natural mind. Right? And, and that's being obedient and submitting to his guidance. And right. that's what we have to do. Uh, you know, we can't sit up here and, and try to do this out of our own because we're going to fail. We're gonna we're gonna grow weary. We're gonna grow weary, and, and that's why a lot of times we get tired because, you know, we, we sometimes and sometimes we're not doing it on purpose. We're putting the Holy Spirit on the shelf, and we're not we're not doing it on purpose, you know, because like Marie said, we have this flesh, right? We're not trying to do it on purpose, but you know, would it have been great to be in the Garden of Eden? Yeah, you know, I don't know what I may say to Adam, <laughs> you know, but you know. It is what it is, but, you know, to God be the glory, I still wouldn't change much about my life, you know, because through it all, he's, he's brought me through a lot, right? The things that I didn't think, you know what, I don't say, even when I didn't know him, he was, he was protecting me, because he knew, he knew, you know, and I had people praying for me, you know, and then y'all know, we talked about it before, even when I was out there, my wife would say, I wasn't. Going out, she's still praying for me. Come home, drunk, knocked out, she's pouring oil on me. Praying for me. I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. Right? But that, you know, it, it, yeah, prayer. That, 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 exactly. I wasn't even going there, but prayer. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Because, you know, when we, when we believe in God for our loved ones, you know, we can't control when they come to the Lord. What we can control is our prayers. We can control our love, our, our humility towards them, and, and that's all we can do, you know, um, because I'm sure she could tell you I was mean, <laughs> you know, we, we, we used to bump heads all the time, but, you know, it was prayer, and it wasn't until she released me to God, that's when I came, right, and, and that's what we have to do, and, and it's hard sometimes when, when we're dealing with that, because we're human, we have emotions, we have feelings, you know, and none of us want to see our loved ones perish, right, none of them. You know, none of us. So, but you know what? To God be the glory. You know, he, he he gives us a helper with the Holy Spirit, but he gives us help and family as well here where we can intercede with one another, right? And, and pray. So I, I can pray for Marie's husband, right? You know, and Phil can pray for my dad, right? So it's not just me, right? So even, and, and the funny part is the Holy Ghost is so real. Guess what? Somebody's waking up in Japan. He's waking somebody up in Japan. They're getting up, waking up, and they're praying in tongues and don't realize they're praying for my dad. And that's how good the Holy Spirit is. right? So when we're thinking we're alone, and we had that, no, we're never alone. right? So that's that's how good God is. You know, we're thinking we're on this journey by ourselves, but no, because the Holy Spirit, He brings us all together. And no matter where we are in this world, I don't care if somebody's out to sea on a submarine, there's a born-again believer waking up praying for our love. Praying for us. Don't even know That's how good God is. So when people don't, when you have Christians that don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit, I was like, that, exactly. You're missing it, and it's got to be a born one. Got to be a born one. I mean, because the Holy Spirit is fun. <laughs> he is fun. 
You know, and, and, and you know, some people just don't understand, but he he is real. Yes, you know, he's he's in the hearts of every believer. Right? But we can't keep him dormant. We we have to be open. We have to listen to him. Oh, and he's guided us, and he's guided us sometimes we don't even realize. Right? He has everything mapped out. And when she talked about the gaslight, that's what happened to me today when I was coming back from dedication. I didn't realize the gaslight was going on. I didn't have no people going on. And then, yeah, so I was actually talking to Marcia at the time. And I said, well, you know, God is good. And there's been plenty of times where, you know, we're traveling and the gaslight come on. I say, oh, we, we, can, we can make it a little further. When we men, we travel, we don't want to stop. <laughs> I got some stories about that, but I'm going to share them today. Amen. <laughs> All right, so let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Lord God, once again, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the free gift, Lord God, that you've given us, Lord God. I just pray right now, Father God, that you will continue to Fill our cup, so Heavenly Father God, until overflow, Lord God. I'm praying right now, Father God, that our wealth will be full, Heavenly Father God. Lord God, I'm praying even now, Lord, that your spirit will rest upon us, Lord God. Lord God, just like you you, you spoke, Jesus, to the woman at the well, Father God, that, that your spirit will be a well of living water in us, oh Father God. Help us, Lord God, to be on fire for you, oh Heavenly Father God. Even in the moments, Lord God, where we may be tied in our flesh, Lord God, give us the strength to continue to go on, Lord God. But give us the wisdom to even rest when we're supposed to rest, oh, Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, you have given us these bodies, Father God. And even in our bodies, our bodies communicate to us, Lord God. So I'm praying even now, Father God, that we will listen to our bodies, Lord God. But just as important and more important, we will listen to your Holy Spirit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, help us to stay in your word, Father God. Help us to stay hungry for you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, regardless of what's going on in this world, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for keeping us and protecting us and knowing, Lord God, that you are in control, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, regardless of the wars and the rumors of wars, Father God, you are in control, Lord God. So we have no need to fret or worry, O Heavenly Father God. Matter of fact, Father God, if there's any cares, Father God, that any of us have, Lord God, I pray that we would cast it upon you, Lord God, and you would take our cares and our burdens, our fears, our worries, our anxieties, O Heavenly Father God, and that we would cast it upon you, Lord God, and not take it back, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Even our family members, Father God, give us the strength to turn them over to you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Our co-workers, Lord God, give us the strength to turn them over to you, O Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I'm praying even now, Lord God, that your light will shine brightly in each and every one of us, O Heavenly Father God. I pray, Lord God, that even as we come into these end times, Father God, that we will not forsake the gathering, Father God, of each other, O Heavenly Father God. We will stay the course, O Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And I pray even now, Father God, that even as you wake us up in the middle of the night, Lord God, that we will get up to pray, Father God. But just like those believers that are in Japan praying for us, Father God, we need to get up and intercede for them, O Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So I just thank you, Father God. And Lord God, I just pray even now for the Christians that are out there that are being physically persecuted, Father God. 
I'm praying, Father God, that, that for their strength, Lord God, yes. that their faith will fail them not, Lord God. Yes. I'm praying for their protection, Lord God. I'm praying that they will continue to fellowship with you, O Heavenly Father God. Yes. Protect every man and every woman and every child, Father God, yes. that are being persecuted over there. May your favor be upon them, Father God. And I pray even now, Lord God, that even as they're being persecuted, Lord God, that they will continue to, to share the love, Father God, that you have for each and every being that is on this planet, oh, Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just pray right now, Father God, that even as we may depart this place, Father God, that your protection will be upon each and every one of us, Lord God. Lord God, God is safely, Father God, to and fro, Lord God. And I pray even now, Lord God, that this upcoming week will be a blessed week for each and every one of us, oh, Heavenly Father God. Help us, Lord God, throughout this week. Even when we go to our jobs, may you give us the strength, Father yes. God, to endure, O oh, Heavenly Father yes, God. May you give us the wisdom, Father God, and the knowledge, O oh, Father God, to accomplish the tasks, Lord God, that the jobs required of us, O oh, Heavenly Father God. And I pray even now, Father God, that our faith will continue to run hot, O oh, Heavenly Father yes. God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I'm praying that we will be in hot pursuit of you. Lord God, and that we will be in fellowship with you, Lord God, each and every day, oh, Heavenly Father God. We just thank you, Father God. I just glorify you this day, Lord God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.